Hello, and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, episode 88. My name is Mark Champlin, and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is up, girls and gays? Welcome back to the continuing adventures of Resident Evil, featuring Alex and Mark. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. And it's weird to say welcome back there, because I think I, I, I'm i pretty sure it has been over a year since we've done a Resident Evil movie. Um, it certainly feels like it, no matter how long it's been. It certainly feels like it. Uh, I, 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 need to, I need to sleep tonight, so let's just, let's just get right into this. <laughs> tell me a little bit about, uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about uh, the film that we watched this week, Mark. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, Resident Evil Retribution is uh, a 2012 action horror film. Uh, like all these movies, I will say, uh, action, yes, uh, horror requires many quotation marks <laughs> sarcastically because yeah. nothing is scary about this. No. Um, written and directed by the boy, Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, back in the writer and director helm, um, I think that uh, he was mostly just a director for a while. This really has just his hands all over it. You can, <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> oh, um, a direct sequel to the 2010 Resident Evil Afterlife. This is the fifth Resident Evil movie out of six. Mm -hmm. If I am, we're almost not, there. It, we're almost we're so there. Close. If you've been with us for the whole journey, man, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, so so I'm going to strongly recommend that you listen to the other Resident Evil episodes that we've recorded. Not because I think that you need to get caught up on the plot. Um, because the plot is not important at all. Uh, and also, I highly doubt that you would know what was going on <laughs> in these movies <laughs> from listening to these podcast episodes. Um, no, there's no way. There's no way. Um, but, but what you do need to understand is the emotional jury that Mark and I have, have taken up to this point. The reason that it's been over, like, over a year since the last time we did a Resident Evil movie is because... The last one that we watched, I felt so fucking exhausted with everything about <laughs> the Resident Evil franchise. The the fucking the Mila Jovovich's fucking droll ass narration at the beginning of every movie. The fucking synthesizer line that goes do 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 for the entire fucking film. Uh, the colors gray, silver, and brown. I was just really tired of these things. Um, and, and I could not fucking stand to watch a Resident Evil movie, uh, for the longest time. Every time the thought of like, oh, what should we watch next week? And I would think, oh, should we do a Resident Evil? Nope, not interested. Um, <laughs> I would always suggest it and you would always be like, it's, it has not been long enough. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so for this one, um, I, it's weird because I swear that I'm going to describe like the setup for this movie and you're going to think it sounds kind of tight. Um, <laughs> So, all right. So it's Resident Evil again, obviously. Uh, this time, Mila Jovovich is in an underwater facility in northern Russia, operated by the Umbrella Corporation, or maybe just an evil computer AI lady. Who can be sure? Who really knows? Anyway, so in this big-ass underwater science lab, they have all of these, like, simulated cities. So they have, like, a simulated New York and a simulated Tokyo and a simulated Moscow. And then they have hundreds of thousands of clones of Mila Jovovich and various other characters from the previous Rue movies that you don't remember or care about. And, and, the, and, so, and, and they are running simulations in these, in these fake cities with, with the T-virus over and over again with, with different clones of Mila Jovovich and her shitty friends. Um, 
And so it's like a whole action movie set in that facility, like just inside there with all of these fake cities and shit. Um, and man, I wish it was good. Like, like, like if it was, if it was good, it would be so tight. Like that sounds like a great premise for a fun sci-fi action movie. But the movie is boring because it's a Resident Evil movie. Um, and I think that's kind of the the thing that we're going to come to here is just that, like, the fact that the setup is better and more interesting than all of the previous films where the setup was, I don't know, they're going to shoot zombies at various locations. Um, the action scenes have gotten a little better in this one, too. Like, it's a little bit more than here's a still shot of a character firing a gun in a direction. You still get a lot of that, but sometimes they do it in slow motion. Um, all of that, all of the, like, I, the fact that this is the best Resident Evil movie serves only to highlight just how fucking bad at writing Paul W.S. Anderson is. <laughs> yeah, my, my main takeaway from this movie was um, you could have given this premise... Like, I think that Paul W.S. Anderson can direct a fucking action movie. At this um, point. And I, he could at not this before. Point, He's gotten it down. No. At this point, he can he can put together to a competent action scene. <laughs> yeah, I think the first, like, two Resident Evil movies are boring to watch. This movie, I think, had... I think was visually interesting for most of it. And I think that is... It's served by the premise, you know, the fact that there's, like, multiple different cities... Um, and that have multiple different climates. There's like that suburban uh, area, which is really um, something that we haven't seen in this series yet. Yeah, uh, the way the simulated cities look is cool too. Like when when the simulation breaks and then the sky starts to shatter, it looks cool in this movie. Yeah, t- totally. Um, and I just feel like you know it's a strong concept. It's it's a <laughs> I won't, I, I won't, I won't say the name of the series I'm comparing this to, but there's a writer director who was at the helm of a certain trilogy of movies. And it's the type of thing where like, oh, this premise is great. If only it was written by someone else. Yeah. Anyone who can write a character and make them, make us care about them because these characters are, are just fucking cardboard boxes. Yeah. And uh, no, it's not only that they're cardboard boxes. It's just that even if, like the the acting isn't great or the the dialogue isn't great at least give us like an interesting like relationship between the characters no and man they yeah. just they 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 sure don't they sure don't um so we're we'll we'll get into the characterization stuff um i think we did want to briefly touch on um the the way this movie chooses to introduce itself to you which I thought oh, yeah. you you seem to have been like taken by this. Like you were talking about it, you were like, this kind of got my hopes up that the rest of the movie would be good. And I was like, I don't know, this made me just feel like, wow, <laughs> man, Resident Evil sucks so bad. I'm so oh. not excited for this next no, to one. No, be, to be clear, well, this movie kind of has two intros. There's the intro with with Mila, Mila Jovovich being like, uh, my name is blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, can, I, blah, I, blah, I need blah, to blah. visually explain this yeah. <laughs> so like it's like it's they like pull a hawaii part too 
There, there's like that, no one's gonna get that reference. That's fine. Move on. <laughs> there is like a. It's like it looks like it like the intro to this movie looks like it's taking place in like shitty video conferencing software where various <laughs> different like videos are showing up with flashbacks to the old Resident Evil movies while Milanovich in another that. one of the floating video frames explains to you what happened to all of the previous Resident Evil movies. And there's two things that I I noticed with this. One is that like. It's just like it. She's just like droning on about it, and it's just she's just like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and I'm just like, man, yeah, there really was no narrative through line through any of this <laughs> at all, was there, <laughs> Milovich? And then <laughs> you need characters to pull you through that. It turns out, yeah, and that's the other thing that you notice, right, is that she doesn't like refer to any characters throughout this monologue. She doesn't talk yeah. about any of the friends that she's made or anything it's just strictly like exposition dump and that's because every in every single resident evil movie some characters with no personality get introduced and then they're like unceremoniously killed off halfway through the movie to make you feel something i guess and they just can't stop doing that and they have barely managed <laughs> yeah. to carry over any characters to be clear the intro i'm referring to that i liked is not <laughs> that intro okay. i really mean the the setup in the suburbia yeah, where like it has the, first 30 the clone yeah, yeah the, the first the first like the first 20 minutes in the suburbia where that little girl is uh trying to save herself and Mila Jovovich mom clone gets killed um, yeah, okay, that, let's, like, can, can we, let's, let's, exp let's explain that a little bit more. <laughs> um, okay, sure. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, um, you, you don't know what the situation is yet. You don't yet know that it's a simulation. You don't know what's going on in this movie for, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, which is, but you're still interested because the action's pretty decent yeah. and, you know. Um, so, uh, it's, it's just a regular suburban, uh, type of morning and Mila Jovovich is blonde and she's a mom <laughs> and she's just getting her kids ready for school and she seems to have no idea what the deal is and then zombies break into her house and then zombies break into everyone's house and then it becomes uh, a scramble for her to escape with her daughter and a uh, friend of the show Gina Rodriguez shows up um <laughs> uh she's in Michelle this. Rodriguez uh, I, well, who's Gina Rodriguez I don't know I think that's someone in my real life um, and from high school or something. Uh, that's weird. Um, anyway, anyway, she's the person least likely to listen to this podcast. That's fine. Um, so, but then, um, you know, it ends with her dying and then it switches to regular Mila Jovovich character. Alice, right? Alice. Yeah. I'm just gonna um, call her Mila Jovovich. I wrote Mila yeah. Jovovich in the in the, in the in the notes every single time because I know nobody knows who who the fuck Alice is besides yeah. you and me because we have to. Wa and I I newly learned that that's the character's name every time I watch a, another Resident Evil movie. Yeah, yeah. In the intro, she's like, "My name is Alice." I'm like, "This oh, is new right. information to me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Go man. on. Um. Yeah, I don't know that that intro. You know, cause, uh, obviously, eventually, you, you know, you find out it's it's all a simulation, and it it's like that intro is kind of interesting because the characters aren't all superheroes with massive guns that can like the zombies are just not a yes. threat in these movies. They're just mm -hmm. not because we just know that Mila Jovovich never loses and has superpowers, and so like having like fifteen minutes worth of like a scared, terrified person with no weapons and no training running away from zombies was more interesting than 99% of the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was like the intro to The Last of Us where you're playing as, like, the little girl who, like, had, can't shoot guns. Yeah. And it's scary. Yeah. Um, 
So let's talk about uh, let's talk about characters and Resident Evil. This is something that we talk about on every Resident Evil episode because it is the it 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 is the Achilles heel. Well, it's really not because the rest of the movies is in this movie. It's the Achilles heel because if the if the character writing was good in this movie, if the script was really really good, this would be like a totally solid action movie. But the script yeah. is awful. <laughs> Um, it really, it just really feels like they never punch this up, ever. Like, they just don't, like, Paul W.S. Anderson writes a script, and then that's the script. Like, there's no second draft, there's no having anyone else look at it and be like, oh, it would be cool if, like, this character had a personality trait, Paul. And he's just like, nah, don't worry about that shit. Um, because there's only one personality in Resident Evil, isn't there? And it's grim determination. <laughs> there's... Yeah, it's, it's... There, there, there's even there's even a moment where she where she hands Michelle Rodriguez a gun and she's like, "You just point and shoot." Now look, you're a badass. And I thought to myself, "Oh, they just taught they just taught the in-universe character how to be a Resident Evil <laughs> character. You just point and shoot. There you yeah. go. You're a badass." Because that's all they ever have written about yeah. these characters. They're, in this movie, they like introduce a companion for Mila Jovovich, who is this woman named Ada Wong, who I guess doesn't work for Umbrella anymore and wants to help Mila Jovovich for some reason. It doesn't matter. Um, And you would think, like, okay, Mila Jovovich, she's, like, just this, like, stone-cold fucking murderer um, who has a lot of trouble making friends, um, is clearly severely traumatized, um, and her only verb is shoot. (laughs) Um, So you would think, okay, we need to introduce companion for Miljovic's character you want a foil to that character you know you would want somebody that plays off of that stoicness and and is like a little bit more fun is a little bit more you know cracking jokes and that kind of thing no uh the 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 companion character's uh personality is that she is grim and determined and she has the she like you could swap any of her lines with Miljovic's lines and you would not you would not know the difference. And that applies to pretty much every character in the entire movie. I think this movie has like two jokes in it. That's like where, that's where, that's where you're at. And I can't even remember what they were because they weren't funny. I was even thinking like if they really wanted to just like, like not pay another actor, they could have just had that character be another Mila Jovovich <laughs> clone and it wouldn't have changed anything. That would have been better. Because at least right, that kind of would have been, that would have been premise. more interesting. God, there's. I think the I think the crown jewel of like man they really just don't know how to create emotional tension or anything uh, is like you know there's a whole setup where Mila Jovovich like meets a clone of her own dead daughter in this movie and like yep. decides that she is going to save this one even though there are thousands of clones um, and that's a great was, idea that's a great idea yeah, and- for a sci-fi movie. That that moment when um when uh, Leon because there's a Leon in this movie yeah. because there's one in the game of course there uh, he's got the, <laughs> listen they got the the Leon S Kennedy actor he's got the stupid hair and the stupid face as far as I'm concerned they nailed it <laughs> he looks just like him <laughs> anyway does. um the, yeah that was why they picked him honestly <laughs> um but uh yeah there, there's that moment where where she finds the daughter in this in in the suburban simulation. And she's like in a rescue, and Leon is like, "There's a thousand, there's a thousand. Uh, did she doesn't matter?" And he, and and she's like, "Well, not to me or something." She says something, but it seems so out of character for her to care about somebody yeah. that it just like feels hollow. That's the thing, right? Is that like th- this is a great setup 
for a character drama and like could even work if you wanted to like if they wanted to be like all right we're gonna take what we've done with resident evil so far and like actually make the writing good you could be like okay here's mila jovovich who up to this point has been a pretty wooden character but we're gonna introduce the daughter back into her life and then add this weird, fucked up, like, existential sci-fi twist of there are yeah. thousands of this daughter and thousands of you as well, right? That's a great fucking idea. And there's just nothing. There's just nothing to it. Like, they're, they, like, Bila Jovovich doesn't feel anything about no. this. We don't see her ever feel anything besides, like... I'm going to kill these zombies or damn that thing that I just did sure was traumatizing. Anyway, time to move on. Um, you can just like see the moments where a competent writer would have made like a cool moment out of this. Like when they're walking down the, when they're walking down the clone production facility and the daughter looks bad? up and s- the daughter looks up and sees like a hundred of her, uh, going by and then a hundred of Mila Jovovich going by like attached to hooks going past on like a big rail like just like totally like dehumanized yeah. and, and she looks up and she's like oh god you're not my mommy are you and like that would have been and, and and they do they just move on because there's zombies to shoot that would have been that would have been like an emotionally pivotal moment in a in a film where the relationship between Mila Jovovich and this young girl was developed throughout the film and then paid off but because Paul W.S. Anderson only knows how to write characters that say let's go and watch my six uh there is <laughs> there's there's nothing to it is there anything else that you would like to say about Resident Evil, I have already forgotten the subtitle. Let's let's give Paul W.S. Anderson some credit. He also knows how to write a character that says, uh, you guys go on without me, I'll hold them back. <laughs> God, yeah. Dude, oh yeah, okay, one more thing. When, at the point of this movie where they were just like, where they, they bring back a character from the previous film, and they're like, <laughs> and, and, and like some character's like, it's Luther, and Miljovic is like, oh my God, Luther, he's, he's alive. alive? And I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> He was only one movie ago. I watched a lot of movies in the past year, and I probably would remember certain characters, but not uh, not Resident Evil characters. No. I I was thinking about the fourth Resident Evil movie. Man, that really was like the worst one. I that's the one <laughs> they where they're picked in a, a building. Oh god, they're, they're, on they're a boat at a bu- at the end. They're in a building, and then it ends with them on a boat. And and that and Luther was apparently the most memorable character. The, I, all I remember all about Luther is that he was the he was the slightly less uh, offensive stereotype of a black man <laughs> compared to yeah. the one from the first two movies uh, who <laughs> who wielded uh, dual golden pistols. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he like held to the side, yeah. like like as opposed and, to and Luther, shot. who's just a basketball player. <laughs> Yeah, he he's he he's like an NBA player and, and famous before the before the corona. Cor- yeah. Oh my god, I said coronavirus. Oh man, ah, I think that's gonna do it right there. <laughs> what are we watching next week, Mark? Um, so we've watched uh, a bunch of terrible bullshit in a row. Yeah, uh, we watched three. You, the listener, three movies don't give a fuck about. <laughs> No, I, uh, we were talking before this before the podcast, and I was like, "How many people do you think are going to listen to this episode who have already happened to have seen Resident Evil: Colon Retribution?" And we settled on zero. I think zero <laughs> yeah, people have seen this movie. Absolutely zero. Watch this. 
But meanwhile, for this, probably (laughs) has seen Pokemon. Uh, So Pokemon Indigo League um, is the first season of Pokemon. You've all seen it. He 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 steals a bike. He gets struck by lightning and shit. He sees Ho Oh. That's all the first episode. I don't remember a lot of this. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have Alex choose the episodes because I you honestly don't remember a lot of, of this. Because I was, okay. You choose. Literally, you can choose all of them. I haven't watched anything past the first five episodes. Wait, really? Since the nineties. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, I literally like. Hmm. Okay, this no, I definitely you. watched some Indigo, Pokemon Indigo League when they like put it on Netflix when I was in college. Um, but yeah, the, what, the, so so obviously, like, there's like a bajillion episodes of this, um, so we're not gonna like watch all of it. Um, so I think what we're gonna do is I'm gonna like just go and I'm just gonna pick my favorite episodes of Pokemon, like just mm-hmm. the ones that I remember the most. We'll probably watch that really fucked up one where Sabrina turns them all into dolls. Um, and we'll have a good old time. I don't know. Yeah. We've been watching a lot of garbage lately, so I thought we'd watch something fun that people actually are interested yeah. in. <laughs> and you know what's cool about this is, like, even though I haven't seen this show since, like, its original run uh, and also, like, in syndication, like, a few years after. So, like, I, you know, since we have not seen this show for at least 15 years, if not, like, closer to 20, I still remember so many, like, episodes. I still remember so many moments I remember, you know, Pikachu not wanting to evolve, even though it would make him stronger because uh, he doesn't want to change. Yeah. I remember weird. Uh, I remember the ghost house with the yeah. haunter and everything. I remember uh, a bunch part of, of my shit. brain is like, I just want to watch all of the ghost episodes because those are all my favorites. We should watch a ghost episode. We'll definitely the, watch the, a ghost episode. I remember the ghost episodes being like funny because the the ghosts were like tricksters and stuff. I want to watch the episode where Slowpoke and Psyduck hang out. That's also high on my priority list. Um, I remember the episode where it's a Metapod versus a Metapod, and there's a whole, that's like the joke, and because they only know Harden. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. we'll have lots yeah, of time to talk about Pokemon. Pokemon next week. Um, <laughs> we've, we've talked about Pokemon a lot. Uh, we have, but it's never like, enough for me. <laughs> it's, it's never enough. It's never enough. I just have so many opinions about Pokemon. I literally, if you put anything related to pokemon in front of my face i will i will give you an opinion about it because i have been thinking about pokemon since i was four years old (laughs) you know yeah um so with that in mind where can people find the podcast on the internet mark you can follow us on twitter at cartridge cinema that's at cartridge cinema join the discord it's linked on the twitter in the pinned post you can listen to us on itunes spotify soundcloud or whatever your favorite podcasting app happens to be uh, you should rate us if you like us. That would be good. It helps us with SEO and all that junk. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Fuck cops! Don't join the military. Peace. Peace. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do a post show this week because I have to. I need to go to sleep. Cause okay, because I need to go to sleep because tomorrow morning I need to wake up and go to a direct action thing. Um, and so I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to take my own advice and shut the fuck up, uh, and do the work. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Hell yeah. That's a podcast. Yep. That's a podcast. That, yeah.